Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Navy Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Hi, Mel. Welcome to the Military Wife Life podcast. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. So you and your husband have been together for eight and a half years. Can you tell me how you guys met? We actually met online. I was pretty new to Brisbane and had just broken up with my boyfriend. (laughs) So yeah, we chatted for a few months and then he was due to go away to assist with the floods in Brisbane in 2011. And he decided that the day before that would be the great day to ask me to come meet up with him. Funny story, I actually crashed my car on the way there. So he actually first saw me in person with tears running down my eyes, mascara, a total wreck. So he saw you at your pretty much your worst, so it can only get better from there. Absolutely. And then the day later, he went away for a good few weeks. So I kind of got thrown in the deep end and got used to it straight away. And so what were you sort of thinking when he was away for those few weeks? Were you thinking, oh, well, we'll catch up when he gets back? Or had you guys realized that there was a spark straight away? We chatted every chance that we could while he was there. So I kind of knew that we would catch up when he got back. It was just a matter of when he got back. I wasn't sure how long he was going to be away for, but he actually came straight to my parents' house the day he got back. And we've pretty much been inseparable since. At that time, what was his posting cycle like? Did you have something hanging over you at the time or was he in the one location for a few years? What was happening at that time? Yeah, he had just posted into Brisbane, so we weren't expecting him to leave to post out anytime soon, but he did make me aware pretty quickly that he was due to deploy to Afghanistan probably about 12 months after I met him. Um, And we actually spent our first wedding anniversary away while he was deployed. So that was a little bit of a fun time, but I had friends and family around me, so I just celebrated with them. (laughs) So how long were you guys together before you got engaged and married? Um, Not very long, actually. I felt pregnant six months after meeting him, not knowing that I could actually have children. We were talking about getting engaged when he got back from Afghanistan, but decided to get married before he left so that obviously we were married when our daughter was born and while he was over there, just to make it a little bit more of a smoother thing in case something happened. So we actually got married that October. So we were only married together for about 10 months. So together 10 months Engaged, married, baby and deployment. Yes, it was pretty quick. Didn't really plan it to be that quick, but it's worked out pretty well. So within a year, you're like thrown into this army life, married with a baby army life. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I was not expecting it when I met him. I wasn't planning on having a long-term relationship. I was just young, wanting to have fun. And now look where I am now. So the deployment was for how long? Just short of six months. And how did that all go with the little baby? How old was your baby? She was roughly around three months when he left for Afghanistan, but he actually left for pre-deployment training the day after she was born. We had to um, request C-section because my induction didn't work um, and the army had flown him down from Townsville for the birth because I was induced and 
that didn't work. So we got a C-section so he, he could actually be there to see her. And then he was only home for about a month before he left. How were you feeling about him going away with such a, a young baby? I was well prepared. I knew the day that I met him that he was probably deploying. So it was one of those things that I kind of just rolled with the punches. I used to hang around with quite a few of like army guys and a few girls in Brisbane. So I kind of knew what to expect. And I came from a military family. So mum and dad had prepared me for what I was going to be going through, but I had them just around the corner. So that was super helpful. So pretty good family support around you, which helps a huge deal. Absolutely. I had husband's parents and my parents, they all lived within 15 minutes of each other. I had the best support I could during that time. And I really can't complain. I've had it a lot easier than some people and I probably wouldn't have been able to get through it without them. And so when your husband got back, how was he feeling about missing those key months of your daughter's life? I think he was just in shock to actually come home to an instant family pretty much. We were pretty set in our ways. She was about nine months old when he got home. So I kind of was in a routine with her and he didn't know how to get into that routine. So I think it was more shock for him, but then happiness as well because he finally got to spend time with her for a little bit before he went on course. So he hasn't really spent much time with her in her early years, but they have like a super amazing bond since that day that he got back from Afghanistan. Yeah, she's pretty much a little daddy's girl when dad's around. So it was quite sweet. After the Afghan posting, he comes back, everything sort of gets back to, shall we say, normal. What was his job after he got back from that deployment? Was he going to be in the one location for a while or what was the plan after that? While he was deployed, we had discussed that he didn't want to be a combat engineer for the rest of his career. He had pretty much done what he wanted to do within that role, which was deploying. So he was looking at a few job option roles. So he stayed in that job for a little while and then decided to change over to medic. So that's when we ended up posting to Aubrey Wodonga for his 18-month course. Okay, so that's like, you know, total opposite end of the country from where you were. Um, So how did that go? Posting-wise, it was good. I was only a few hours from Melbourne, so I could go see friends and family that I had there and also five hours to my family in Sydney. So we used to drive up for weekends. For our marriage, it wasn't the best. We were fighting a lot before we left Brisbane and a lot more whilst in Albury, Wodonga, which ended up with us separating. While you're in Albury? Yep. Um, I think I was only there for about seven months before we decided to, to separate. And what would you say the main reasons were behind that separation and the, the fighting and the sudden sort of distance between you guys? Things got a lot worse than just fighting. We went to VVCS, which is now, I think, Open Arms, and tried to get a compassionate posting for me to go back to Brisbane, who I was seeing a um, counsellor at VVCS in Brisbane and suddenly had to leave when we got our rush posting to Aubrey Wodonga um, and didn't really get a chance to finish up with her. So, yeah, tried to get that compassionate posting so I could go back and work on myself without having to separate. That didn't work. The army decided to advise that we didn't think that our marriage would last. So it was either stay together, 
keep going how it was or separate. We didn't think it was a good environment for our daughter. So we ended up separating and me moving back to Brisbane with our daughter um, to work on myself and be back with family. So even though obviously the family is breaking apart, it's the best. it was the best thing for you guys to be separate and work on yourselves? Absolutely. If we stayed together and kept fighting and everything else that was going on we probably wouldn't be back where we are today we really needed that time to figure out what each other wanted and work on our mental health both of us and it was probably the best two years that we could have taken for ourselves so laying the foundations really for the rest of your time together really it was pretty much a i'm leaving you need to sort your stuff your stuff out if you sort it out we'll get back together and we both had to work on it because yeah it wasn't just his fault I'm not going to say that the way he was when he came back from Afghanistan was purely all his fault. I expected a lot from him as well, which I shouldn't have. So we really needed to work out what was most important in our marriage. It was never it's 100% separating. It was if we work our stuff out, we'll get back together, which obviously we did. And in saying that, I mean, you guys really weren't together that, that long before no. some huge things happened in your relationship. So when he did get back from Afghanistan, you know, you were going from one situation to another situation and trying to cope with that with a baby as well. Like you don't have the luxury of time and, you know, being able to just be with each other and talk and you're sleep deprived and all that sort of pressure thrown into the mix really has that effect on a relationship. Like even, you know, someone that's been together 10 years, a baby and sleep deprivation and someone being away and coming back has an effect. So yeah, 10 months I'm sure would have also played a part in that absolutely when we did get back together and even when I was in Brisbane during our separation he doing his medic course he had to do placements so every chance that he could he would get a placement up in Brisbane so that he could come spend time with us and we had to go back to the basics and date and we still do now date and get to know each other we're still getting to know each other I think you don't ever stop getting to know each other so we really had to start fresh with a child as well so that that made it a little bit difficult, but we got through it. Was also that thing that bonded you guys together as well to obviously maybe even try harder. Some people might have just been like, look, we're not working out. I'm going back to my family and see you later. Like, Absolutely. I came from a broken family and he didn't. So I think for me, my strongest point was I didn't want my daughter to go through what I went through growing up either. So both of us did everything we could to make it work, which has just made our love so much stronger now because we both know that it's what we want we could have easily walked away and yeah so it's quite a good feeling now for sure you've done the work and now you're reaping the benefits I'm sure absolutely it's like a whole new marriage every time he goes away and comes back again we don't fight anymore and we enjoy the company when he's home so just how it should be when did you get to that point where you knew you guys wanted to come back together like what was the thinking with that were you constantly checking back in with each other saying okay well I'm this is where I'm at or was it just like okay I think it's time to come back together or how did that sort of work after about 12 months he came to Brisbane for I think about a month for placement and he lived with me while he was doing that and I think we just realized that we really missed each other so I moved back into my parents and we obviously had to pay for the move to where he was posting to after his course so did that just every day putting money into an account saving it just really made me realize that I wanted to get there and be back with him 
So you decided to go back together. Whereabouts did you move to be with him? Darwin, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> posted from Aubrey Wodonga up to Darwin as a medic once he had finally finished his course. I was regretting even saying that I would move up there. I hate rain. I hate heat. But I absolutely miss Darwin now. I'm actually homesick and it's not even home for me. You guys moved up there and what made Darwin such a great location? Have you heard about our Lots of Love Care Packages? An anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day. It's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the Navy Wife Life community has their back. Pop over to the Navy Wife Life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love box the atmosphere, the people. I made some really good friends there. Just the lifestyle. It was so relaxed. Just everywhere was 20 minutes with each other. You could go a couple of hours down the road and you'd be in beautiful like national parks. There was just so much to do up there. Darwin's either a, a love or hate posting and I really thought I was going to hate it, but I actually really loved it. Our daughter, the school that she went to was just your local school, but she just made so many friends. There was just nothing bad about it that I can say. I, I loved the wet season. The storms were amazing. Didn't care that I couldn't swim in the beach because I don't like the beach anyway. I hate sand. Everyone will laugh at me because I absolutely hate it. Oh my gosh, but- me too. And then I, I'm <laughs> so, like practically albino, so I have to have like five million layers of sunscreen to get any sort of sun. Yeah. So that didn't bother me. You know, you could go to the pub in your thongs and have a drink. I'm just a pretty relaxed person. So I think I fitted in pretty well up in Darwin. So I really wish we could post back up there, but with submarines, I don't think we ever can. Yeah. Which is a shame because like you said, people either love it or hate it. And then if you love it and you're not likely to get posted back there, you're upset. But then if you hate it and you're not likely to get posted back there, you're like, yes, I don't have to go back there. Yeah, absolutely. I know my husband decided to just put it as his first preference when he was leaving Aubrey Wodonka because nobody wanted it and they wanted everyone for Darwin. So he was like, I may as well just do it, get over and done with. But he ended up loving it too. I mean, he loves fishing. He loves drinking beer. So he's pretty much set up there. <laughs> so whereabouts are you guys now? Uh, we're in Perth. So you've sort of done like a tour of the whole country kind of thing. A little bit, yeah. And he's gone from army to navy. So yes. had to completely change that as well. And I still don't understand anything navy. Always ask him, what's that equivalent to with army? I was very much an army wife. So you I went from still... Darwin to Perth. Yes. And how and is that? Was- been how long have you been in Perth and how's that all going and been in Perth about 18 months now and we've just moved into our own house we thought we've been posted here for the majority of his career now we might as well live in our own house and not in DHA anymore so that's been quite an achievement for us it's just been able to do whatever I want really in our own house and not have to worry about inspections or my dog tearing up the backyard like in our current house that we just moved out of yep but it was kind of sad at the same time because we moved in and a week later he went overseas for a week. So I also um, missed the whole new house feel. Yeah, he, we haven't really been able to enjoy it. And then he's about to post to Sydney for seven weeks for a course. Kind of like a bittersweet moment moving in. I kind of yeah. wish we were still in DHA so that we could have enjoyed it together for a lot longer. So you're likely to be there for how long, do you think? I think we're submarines pretty much until he's out <laughs> for a while. Yeah, until he's out. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I know he's posting to Sydney maybe next year to do his 
clinical manager's degree and okay. I was hoping to go with him but with just moving into the new house we've decided that we'll just go MWDU it's not really the best time to be leaving but otherwise he'll be coming back here so yeah I could think of worse places to be and what made him want to go from a combat engineer to a medic submariner that's like yeah <laughs> um, so I don't know he threw around a few ideas when he was a combat engineer for a new job and his both his parents are in like either nurses or I think both of them were actually nurses so he kind of felt like it was in his blood to do something like that and so he decided to be a medic and he's always been interested in that type of role. So he went to the army as a medic for a few years first and then he said he was sick of the army and sleeping out in the bush. So Navy it was. Navy he got a comfy bed and so, Submariner he gets to sleep in five-star hotels. So um, he's not complaining. So when he does go away as a Submariner, how do you think you'll find the communication situation? Everybody keeps asking me that. I personally think I'll be okay. Even when he was in the army, we always had an agreement that he wouldn't really call unless he, not all the time anyway, we tried not to talk too much while he was away because I didn't want to get too reliant on it in case it was at a stage where he couldn't call. And we've been doing the deployments and that so early in our relationship. I mean, in Afghanistan, I didn't know when he was going to call. Sometimes it would be every couple of weeks. So I think I kind of got used to it pretty early on. So for me, it's kind of, I'm one of those wives that just rolls with the punches. If he calls, he calls. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I know he would if he could. So I'm not sitting and wondering. Better to not expect it and then it be a surprise than be set up for a fall. Absolutely. I don't want to be sitting around waiting for his call during the I mean, I have work and our daughter does cheerleading, so I'm quite busy with that. So I barely even think about it during the day. I think it's more on the weekends that I do. Yes, for sure. Weekends. More and go, oh, has he called or has he messaged? But I try not to make it a priority in my life to wait around. You've got your own life happening. Pretty much. I've always just thought you've got to live your own life. You can't wait around for them to come home. You've got to live your life. And I try to live my life as much as I can whilst he's away so that when he is home, I can spend my time with him. So going back to being the person that rolls with the punches, how do you be one of those people for the people that can't just roll with the punches and really want to be a bit more chill? (laughs) It's hard. It really is. I'm not saying that I'm Wonder Woman or anything. I do have my moments that I cry. Don't get me wrong. I think it's just the way I've always been. I would say just try and find something that keeps you busy so that you're not constantly thinking about when they're going to call. AKA why I do renovations every time my husband goes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Just find something, you know, I'm that busy with my daughter and work that I think that's what keeps me so occupied. Find friends that are happy to hang out with you when your husband's away that understand that when they're home, you want to be with them. Have a hobby that, you know, you can put aside when your husband's home or your partner is home. It's, yeah, I I don't know. I think I'm just naturally one of those people. I think the the hard part is for those spouses that are in a new location, don't have that friend network set up yet, might not even have a job yet, or, you know, are finding it hard to find a job or because of you know kids and husband being away a job isn't working in with the lifestyle at that time and so they've got time on their hands and yeah it's tough it is tough I was lucky enough when we moved to Perth that I made best friends with one of the ladies five doors down where we moved into and she was a godsend I her husband was away as well so I went down there and watched tv with her at night went down in my jammies would drink wine 
I was lucky enough to have that friend and I did meet her on one of the Facebook groups. So they're always helpful to try and make friends within yeah. your area. I and mean, it was just worked out that we were on the same street. So it worked out really well for us. But I, I always swear by those Facebook groups if you yeah. want to try and find someone. And there's always someone willing to hang out if you're feeling lonely. You just got to take that step. Sometimes people don't want to do it, but it's so worth it when it works out. Oh, you need them around when your partner's away and something, as we all know, everything goes wrong when they leave and you need that support network around. So I would always recommend to try and find friends on there or I guess if you've got young kids at playgroups or at schools, but people who don't have that network of work or school and that just definitely, I know DCO put on free coffee mornings at the local cafes and that every couple of months. So I've never been to one because I'm always at work, but I would highly recommend that at least find you don't need a big bunch of friends but find a couple that are going to be there for you plus you need to make a friend fast so you've got an emergency contact absolutely (laughs) absolutely you're filling out school enrollment forms in a place that you don't even know and you're like oh can I put you down yeah it's a little bit daunting asking but you kind of have to oh my gosh yes and then like even like I had recently just had day surgery and you have to have put next to kin and it's like well I've got my next to kin but there's no point me putting his mobile number because it'll it won't go anywhere he's on a ship yeah it definitely makes life a little bit harder I know I'm due to have surgery sometime in the next couple months and I'm actually staying in overnight so I know hubby won't be here but I have that network of friends that are happy to rally around and get my daughter from school and have her overnight and everything and without that life would be miserable what do you feel like the main differences have been from army and navy life like what are you feeling about those two transitions is it a huge difference not really actually Actually, hubby just enjoys his job. So I think more for me is I'm just trying to learn about his job now as a submariner and it's going in one ear and out the other, to be honest. Like I said, I was a complete army wife and I knew everything about it. The only difference is the colour of his uniform and yeah, trying to understand all the lingo. I take my hat off to all the Navy wives that know all the the ins and outs because I have no idea. I I still don't know it all. Like, yeah. I'm still petrified about when I'm going to have to first send my like little message to him on the sub oh yeah um, i've heard so. about those messages because you <laughs> so, get briefed with the whole code and everything like that don't you i think so it doesn't sound like i've taken that much interest in the navy but <laughs> i'm sure i'll learn eventually you mentioned that you have made use of open arms how easy was it to access that and what was your experience with accessing that in brisbane it was super easy and the counselor that i saw was super amazing um she helped a lot and i would recommend it to anybody so what was the process in accessing that did you go to dco first Uh, or how does that work no so you just call them i think they've got like a 1300 number or something like that and they just ask you a few intake questions and then they set up a call for someone to give you a call and have a little bit more of an in-depth chat with you about what's going on and then they set up an actual appointment in their offices for you so some states i know in perth i have recently accessed them and I can't leave work to go to appointments. So they actually have contracted counsellors outside of BBCS that they can refer you to and you can see after hours, which has been fabulous because I can't take any more time off work than I already do. Being able to access someone outside of normal work hours has been a godsend. So is it like the mental health plan that you get through your GP? Like is, are there a certain amount of visits that you can have or is it just lim- unlimitless? Or I believe it's unlimitless. I never had an amount put on me of 
how many times I could go see them. So I'm pretty sure in Brisbane, I used to see mine every two weeks and it was a good hour session with her. And do you mind me asking what it was for? Just within myself, really, I suffer really bad anxiety and depression. So it was just chatting about that. It was also trying to help us through what my husband and I were going through when he got back from Afghanistan as well and trying to assist me with probably now looking back on it, be a little bit nicer to him. But it doesn't have to be defence related to see them. You just need to have your partner in defence. Do you find that it's pretty much vital for you to stay on top of your mental health stuff? Absolutely. I sometimes let it go and it just makes things so much harder to deal with. If I try and keep on top of that, then it helps me keep on top of everything else in life. And when he's away, it stops me from turning into a basket case, I think. Yeah, for sure. When that side of things is not nurtured and taken care of, everything else kind of doesn't work, but you don't realise it until you're working on the mental health side of things. No, and you have to look after yourself. Do you feel like exercise goes with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's days where I'm mentally drained and I try and go to the gym and I can't, but there's other days that I'll be in the worst mood for any particular reason and work daughter's being a little sassy monster (laughs) and I'll just go spend you know an hour at the gym and I will feel so much happier afterwards the endorphins that it releases is just so good for you that you know it picks you up whether you're walking on the treadmill or doing a class at the gym it can change your mood dramatically it's a complete jigsaw puzzle it's not completed if you miss one little bit but I mean we all have those times where we fall into a slump and we don't want to go to the gym or we're really depressed it's so hard I have a lot of friends who try and push me to go back to the gym when they see that I am struggling a little bit and so my husband does as well they know that that's my biggest thing that will kick my butt back into gear and help me a lot yeah it's hard it's a hard one do you also feel an extra pressure to look after your husband's mental health or is he pretty on top of that or can you see some little signs um, when he needs to go and have a session I think he's pretty on top of it I mean when I see that he's not his usual self I'll ask him how he's doing and everything's okay but when he needs to he'll have chats with the boys and or give them a call and and have a chat with some of the guys that he used to know in the army and like talk through anything that he needs to talk to I try not to probe him too much about wanting to talk about it I'll let him come to me if he wants to but yeah he's he's pretty on top of it and he will reach out to you know open arms if he has to he's discussed that with me so I don't have any doubt that he would be able to do that without me pushing him to well thank you so much for coming on the podcast Mel. Thank you for having me. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in the same boat or should I say ship. We're all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I'm always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.navywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you.